Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone. I am excited to be back with you today and to kind of continue the conversation that we had on our last episode, the behind every trigger is a belief. And I kind of just want to recap a couple things that came from that episode because it's going to help us as we continue this conversation. The thing is, we all get triggered And behind a trigger is a belief that you have that causes you to feel pain and feel bad about something. Remember that no one is triggering you. Your triggers are yours and it is happening inside of you. I want to go back to some of the examples. I'm going to really focus on the one with my spouse, but we talked about last week how children misbehave and that, you know, when they're arguing, fighting, or not listening, that we have a trigger. We have this emotional response because of these thoughts that we have of how they should behave or how they should be kind or how they should do what I say. Like, this is the belief. And then we experience pain because what the the life condition is, children misbehaving, the circumstance there is not matching up to our belief. And same thing is true. I'm going to go back to my spouse. You know, I've shared in multiple um, episodes around how there have been times when my spouse comes home from work late or you know, the thought of, um, he didn't follow through or he's looking at his device or spending more time on his device than he is interacting with me and our children, or he's always, um, off to help someone else in need, but never me or at our home. Well, there's a belief underlining there that maybe a spouse should be home at a specific time, that they shouldn't be looking at their phone when they're with their family, or that they should be more helpful at home versus with others. Whatever the belief is, this is where you get to examine because it is the belief that you have, the expectation, the thought of what you thought life was going to be like, and then the reality of what you're experiencing that's causing your pain. And that is because of the thoughts that you have. So when your life conditions don't align with your beliefs, you experience pain. That's really what we talked about last week. Well, today I really want to focus on how you can resolve your triggers and how you are truly in that driver's seat to experience the reality that you want to have, especially when it comes to your relationships. I want to go back to the story of the thought that my husband was pushing my buttons, that he was pushing my buttons by coming home from work late. He knew I was going to be upset because he had time and time and time again experienced this. And so I would think, yep, well, this is why he's choosing this. He just wants to make me mad. 
that wasn't the case at all. But when he would come home, I would have the thought he's choosing work over me and our family. And so this silent treatment would come into play after much yelling and fighting or heated discussion would go on. And this did not change him. It didn't change his behavior. He kept staying at work. That's where he chose to stay. And likely because his needs were being met through work. He was getting his needs met through high level of certainty that he'd have patients to see, through variety of who he'd be seeing and what conditions um, he'd have to interact with, with that patient care, um, significance because his patients are always appreciative for what he's doing for them, as well as management that was praising him for the patient feedback that they would receive from him. He was contributing in meaningful ways, like his work was filling his buckets, um, those six human needs in many ways. And I was resistant to it and I was making work wrong. So if we want to work on extracting our triggers, we got to do the work. It's for us. It is our trigger. Husband doesn't need to do anything differently than he is for me to do the work around this, which is exactly what I did. And the first step in this is working on your means of allowing and eventually even accepting that this is reality, that this is what is. The truth is the more I resisted my reality, the more it would persist, causing me to experience more pain and frustration and anger. And what I was focused upon, I magnified and I was focused on the problem. And so that problem of him and being at work, choosing work over family was getting bigger and bigger and bigger in my experience in my brain. Uh, My brain was actually finding more evidence for this thought, this belief to be true. It would find it in ways that he would help our neighbors or help someone at church go choose to serve other people other than me at my home or um, being with friends. Whatever this case is, whatever this story is, whatever you're seeing in your experiences is what you need to examine here. Because again, what you focus upon, you magnify. And the more resistant we are, the more that resistance will persist, whatever it is that we're trying to change. So we become a bigger part of the problem than accepting and allowing what is. And that's what I like to call reality. Okay. Here's the other thing. Step two. Really, it's these two things, but we need to work on releasing what you think someone else needs to say, do, or behave for you to feel happy or feel loved. What you think someone needs to say, do, or behave, that is the fantasy, you guys. And the more I was focused on the shoulds or shouldn'ts of my husband, the story I was telling myself, the thoughts I was entertaining, the more I was focused on that, the further apart he was, my reality was from this fantasy guy that I was wanting to experience. And I, it, the gap got bigger and bigger, which caused more contention and frustration and distance in my relationships, in my relationship with my husband. And so I want to ask you guys this. When you first met your spouse, you didn't need him to do anything. Like, think about this. What did you need him to do? 
it was probably exciting because it was new. And because of that newness, there was so much uncertainty and unknown that, that kind of created that connection even greater for you guys. But when you first meet your spouse, you didn't need them to say, do, or behave in any certain way for you to feel something you wanted to experience, peace, happiness, love, whatever that is for you. I didn't need my husband to come home to clean the house or to come home early from work. What makes relationship hard is needing someone else to be a certain way. And I'm going to be brutally honest right here. No one was placed on this planet to make you feel any particular way. No one, not your children, not your spouse, not the family that raised you, not your boss at work, not your neighbor. No one was placed on this planet for you to feel a certain way. And the problem comes is when we look to someone else to fill a void, and we all do this. Be honest with yourself. When you look to someone else to fill a void, this is where sometimes we use these tactics of trying to be needy or maybe controlling or manipulative to get the say, do, behave response we're looking for. And I promise you guys, this won't work and it won't work in the long run, especially. You might get some short-term gains, but eventually it's not going to work for your relationship to have a lasting, immovable relationship. And so the solution truly is unhinging from who you think someone needs to be, unhinging from fantasy person and reality person. Because it's when those life conditions don't match our beliefs that we experience the pain. No one has to be a certain way for us to feel love, peace, connection. No one. That is what we get to choose. And it all happens with what goes on between our ears. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to ask for your needs. I'm not saying that. Ask all you want, but ask in a way that's going to build up your relationship and that you are going to be willing to allow a response that where there's more than one right answer. That's going to build a relationship. And that's the work. That's the work we get to do if we choose. But here's the thing. You have two choices. We all do. We can keep doing what you've always done, which will keep getting you the result you've always got, or you can take a different approach and take different action. Okay. When we keep doing what we've always done, we tend to live in blame of those around us. And I want you to know, and I hope you feel this from my heart, that blame is disempowering and it keeps you from creating the life you desire. So if we live in blame, we're disempowering ourselves because we're waiting for someone else to change. Now, if we can take a different approach and we can start thinking about it differently, we will start taking different action. When you change your thoughts, you experience a different feeling, which causes you to take different action to achieve the desired result that you want. 
This is how it works. You want a result. What action do you need to take to get that result? And what do you need to feel in order to take that action? If you need a certain feeling to take that action, what thoughts do you need to be intentional and purposely thinking in order to take that action? This is how it works. Those are the two choices. Keep doing what you've always done, getting what you've always got, or take a different approach with different actions. And if this is something you want help with, I am happy to help you in your journey. Happy. I would love to be your coach. And if this is something that speaks to you and you want that support, then go to my website, lindsaykporter.com. There is schedule a call button at the top of that website. It allows us to get on a clarity call for 20 minutes where we can really explore if coaching is the right fit for you. And if I can help you fast track the results that you want to experience in your life and relationships. Okay. So that is the call to action for today. I really, well, let me, let me give you two. Okay, the call to action is schedule a call with me if you want some help and support doing this work. The second call to action is I really want you to identify where you are looking for someone else to help you feel a certain way. And I want you to ask yourself, how do you fulfill this need better than anyone else that you could ask? Like really get curious about this. What are we expecting others to do so that we can feel a certain way? And then how is it that maybe you're already doing this better than anyone else that you could possibly ask? Okay. Again, if you want support with this, schedule a call with me, go out to my website. Remember this life is about progress, not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.